0: This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favourite Double Tappers.
1: Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you here once again. Uh, no Mark Afalalalalo this week. Um, we'll get to one <gasps> in a minute. Yeah, but Sean Priest is here. Hello, Sean Priest. Hey, Mark's not here, so I get called out first. I love it. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. And do you know what this means? You may actually get more than three words in this episode. <laughs>
2: No, it's beautiful. I can
1: speak. Anyway, shut up, Sean. Uh, Thank you. Let's move on because uh, bigger news this week. Yes, Mark Afalalo is not here. I think he's being punished. If I'm honest, he, you know, last week, right, he didn't turn up at the end of the show because he had to go away and pick his wife up. Yeah, um, you know, because you got to do that, right? You got to you, 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 you well, make a commitment to an, an appointment. You got to do it. Well, we had the appointment first. That's all I'm going to say. You know,
2: if he, oh. he's quite able to put his foot down and say, "No, no, I'm playing with my friends."
1: Yeah, well, I think that's the problem. I think he's now been told he's not allowed to play with his <laughs> friends anymore uh, because he's uh, he's done that. So, uh, yeah, no Mark Aflalala this week, but uh, hopefully he'll be back with us next week. I'm sure he will be. Um, actually, was really keen to get him on this week because he was talking about the Surface Laptop Pro 8 uh, that he got last week. Uh, we wanted to know how it was, so we're going to have to wait another week.
2: I know. I'm really interested in that as well because... Um He really seems to be uh, impressed by it. And yeah, I want one as well.
1: Oh, I want one. Yeah. I I, I want one, but I don't know why I want one. It's a bit like the MacBook Pro. You know, I don't need it. There's absolutely no need for it at all. I'm going to talk about the Mac thing a bit later because I am (sighs) back and forward and back and forward. If I was Hmm. in spatial audio right now, this show would be going from your left ear to your right ear (laughs) constantly.
2: As you run from the Windows to Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Like Benny Hill you are. It's ridiculous. It
1: is ridiculous. Just the same as Benny Hill, equally as ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but look, I want to kick things off because, uh, you know, um, frankly, I've got something I want to talk about that, you know, I think is really important. And that is um, how wonderful I am. Yeah, Of course. Why not? It wouldn't be a show without your um,
2: genius on display. So go on. Well, I'm waiting. I am, in fact, a DIY diva. Oh, God. Yeah. You see, you say this. Right. Remember your last, the last time we talked about DIY. Was oh, that the roller
1: blinds. The, the
2: roller blinds, correct. Putting the little motors on the side of the uh, window there yep. so you could lower and uh, raise your blinds. I believe you hammered in the screws.
1: I did. Well, you know, how else do you do it, right? I mean, I know you're supposed but, to use like a raw <laughs> plug and a drill. I don't have any drill or any understanding of how raw plugs work, so I just thought, well, just take the screw and whack it into the wall.
2: Yeah, yeah, which which doesn't bode well for your DIY expertise. then. so, what what have you done next? And by I... the way, are, are they are they still on the wall?
1: No, they're not. No, no, It kind of fell off and um, <laughs> and it broke. So yeah, that's that's not really happening anymore. So I'm back to manual <sighs> blinds. I say the future oh, is manual.
2: You're a caveman. Okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely savage in here. Um, no, I, I this week um i'd like to just say guys um i um unblocked a drain all by myself
2: well done advocacy there we can do anything <laughs> brothers and sisters Now, when you say a drain do you mean a toilet
1: stephen no no i mean a sink well oh, right okay
2: fair enough so that, here's the thing right i'm running my mum's house
1: i'm running my mum's house and she's saying to me She's filled up the, the sink with the water for the dishes, and she takes the, the plug out, and the water won't drain away. And she said, Stephen, what am I going to do? And I said, why are you asking me? I know nothing. I said, if this yes. thing had a plug on it. I mean, not, it does have a plug on it, I suppose. <laughs> so maybe that's why she asked. But not that kind of plug, mother. Um, I said, "You know, if it's got another kind of plug on it, you know those three-pin type, or two-pin, Canada, my favorite country of all. Um, um. <laughs> Just well quickly done. saved that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, in UK we got three plugs, three pins. Get over it. Yeah, uh, but anyway. Safety. Yeah, exactly. It stays in the wall better. I know, it's it's exactly Two pins, right. ridiculous. Um, but yes, uh, I, I said, look, I, I don't really know what to do here. So I did what every self-respecting man would do, Sean. You got someone else in? No. No, what? even better than that. Because look, I wanted to have a go at this, right? I thought, I can fix this. I'm a man. You're Bob the Builder. And Bob yes, okay. the sort of builder. And uh, I said, I can fix this. And what I did was I went on YouTube. And I searched for how to unblock a drain. Uh, or a sink, actually, in this case, unblock a sink. And uh, I was told how to use the plunger. And I have to say, <laughs> right, I, I my mother had a plunger, which was handy. And, and I I did the plunging thing the way that only I know how, which is just to put the thing on top of the sink and just go, Pfft. Yep. Yeah, no, that's
2: quite right. Yes.
1: But it didn't work. oddly enough. Um I didn't realize, right, that the plunger thing is actually like quite technical. No, it's not. It is. You got gets- you got to you got to get some suction going because that's the point, right? That it has to create a seal so that it, the air can sort of uh, move the thing, the blockage. I mean, I'm not a, a plumber, <laughs> you may guess.
2: No. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. So that's the point, and make the suction cup Yep, and also you should do it while there's water in there, so it pushes the water through, not actually the air. It pushes the yes, water through. Yes, because
1: water is not um, thing. It, was, it said something in the video that I forget, <laughs> but yeah, um, your friend. It, yeah, exactly, Mister Plumber. He was great, <laughs> uh, and and what you got to do, you got to do it slowly. Because I thought you had to kind of go at, you know, you, you every, every time you see anybody use a plunger anywhere, it's always, ah, come on, you know. But yep. actually, you don't do that. You do it slowly because you've got to build up the air, you've got to build up mm. the suction, and then that mm. helps relieve the blockage.
2: Okay, perfectly. Hello, welcome to the tech show. We're talking about plunging. This is not DIY, my friend. This is just I standard- was, I did it myself. <sighs> okay, yeah, I take it back. Well done, you. I'll give you a gold star. I am a DIY genius. Let's not take away from the fact you were at your mum's while she was doing your laundry and cooking your
1: tea. Uh, moving, on, moving on from that one, yes. Um, love your mum. Uh, oh, yeah, you're no, a man. I, I, honestly, I I felt so manly. You know that. You know the thing was right. See what see when the blockage actually cleared and the water started draining away. It was like I could do anything right now. The, the power I have in these hands. I could do. You... I could change continents i could solve climate change with these hands give me a plunger i'll sort everything out
2: there is something really satisfying when you un- <laughs> unblock a sink and it starts going down and don't get me on toilets i mean even even oh, uh, well, you know, yeah. If you yeah conquer the world
1: you can exactly yeah if you don't you've got to destroy it first though that's the problem <laughs> um
2: let's move on quickly <laughs>
1: oh i I suppose my well yeah can i say this yeah my my bathroom is probably a bit like climate change in the sense that you know you have to make quite a mess in order to um to to realize the need to clean up there you go there's a a fitting end to the uh, cop conference (laughs) oh dear dear. anyway um welcome to the tech show Lots to to talk about this week actually Stop mucking around here, Priest There's lots to discuss (laughs) (laughs) There's so much going on Plunge in the depths Carry on (laughs) Quite literally Uh, We've got some guests on with us this week actually Um yeah, I got a chance to, I mean, record it in a way because we spoke to them uh, before the show. Uh, no one wants to turn up for this. No. But um, we've got Renee Ritchie uh, coming <gasps> up. Renee Ritchie, of course, the infamous wow. YouTuber. Yeah, he's with it. The Canadian guy just stays around the corner from Mark. I did ask Mark oh, to pop just... around with a microphone, but... You know. He wasn't allowed out. He, he still wasn't allowed brain out at the house. Yeah, he's still <laughs> grounded. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Renee Rich is joining us. Uh, he's actually going to be joining us on a, a future uh, Double Tap TV episode uh, to talk all things MacBook. He's very excited about MacBooks, is René. Um So am I, I. think we
2: all are, to be fair. Yeah, It's I mean, you know, they've they've got it right. Well, the, the thing for me so is, cool I, is I'm,
1: I'm going back and forward at the minute on this with the, the MacBook Air. So I've got the MacBook Air. I've got the Mac Mini. I've got another Mac Mini. And I've got an iMac. Um, Is that enough? I think (laughs) that's enough. enough. (laughs) No. I think I've got too many iMacs and and Macs in my life, to be honest. Um, Because I I bought that little 6991 when it came out, the base level Mac Mini, thinking it would be terrible because it had the new M1 chip and nobody knew what it was going to be like, and then realized how amazing it was. But then I realized 256 gig solid state drive just isn't enough. So I bought the next one up. I can't remember how it cost, but whatever it was, the the one up from that, which had a, a 512 gig SSD. Yeah. Um, and then I realized I wanted a laptop. So I bought the MacBook Air with M1 mm-hmm. when it came out. And I thought, that's nice. And then the iMac came out and it looked so damn nice. I thought, I've just got to have one of these. So yeah. I bought one of those as well.
2: The iMac, of course, just being basically a huge, di- well, not even huge, but a big display, yeah. which is pretty much pointless for us at this point. But still, you bought one.
1: Well, yes. Um, And this is actually where the MacBook Air has become quite useful in the past couple of weeks. Because, you know, I've been playing this game of what should I go with? Should I, I, you know, if I'm going to use one machine, because I do have a a brilliant laptop, the same one you've got, a Lenovo ThinkPad laptop, which is brilliant. I'm really, really impressed with it. And it's a brilliant machine, works brilliantly with JAWS. I, think the, I don't know what it is about this particular machine, but it just never seems to fail. It never seems to get sluggish. I don't know. Maybe it's a ThinkPad thing. I think Lenovo ThinkPads are, are just very well-built machines, and, uh, yeah, and the components are good. The best
2: laptop I've ever had. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Um, it I, I, just works really well. The performance is great. The battery life is great. Yeah, really nice.
1: Microsoft are sending me a Surface Pro 8 at some point to... to Play with for a while. I'm not going. I'm not going to keep it because they won't let me keep it. But I'll, I'll get to play with it for a while, and, and I'm pleased about that because I would really struggle to have a reason to buy one because of this Lenovo. Yeah. Um, I think the one we've got is the
2: Lenovo P43s, maybe something like that. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's just almost desktop um, performance on this thing. It's it's really nice, but th- that's the problem. So you've got all these Macs, but and. How many Windows machines have you got? Do you really want to know? Yes. Three. Three. Okay. What? All in the same room? I mean, are all these computers together? Yeah.
1: Well, they're all in the room. They're not all hooked up because I only use so many computers at once. I mean, I only have one one pair like of hands. An <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sitting so, there. I mean, it's the like Starship Enterprise. People think in here, it's like it's, it, it used to be a bit like that. I used to have everything hooked up, but I don't use. I use one machine all the time.
2: Well, that's the dream, though, right? So the, the problem here is, is what workflow you're doing. If yeah. you're recording interviews or you're doing video work or audio work or you're just doing you know, emails and browsing the web, it's which the, the dream is just to have to one machine that can do everything. And that's what you've been struggling with and dropping between Windows. And Windows is the answer. And then, oh, no, there's something I can't do on that. Back to the Mac. And then suddenly Macs, and that's where you're at the minute, that the Mac is your best option, isn't it?
1: Yeah, because it's got everything on it. I mean, the one thing that I love about the Mac is that you've got iMessage, FaceTime. Those are real, that's a real nightmare. I think if, and Apple know this, right? Apple know that they they cannot put iMessage on Android or make it available on Windows because then you really do have that need disappear, for a MacBook for me. Now, I know that's not an exclusive reason to have a device like that. And of course, you've got your phone that can do it as well. But what I'm trying to do is use one machine. So this week, for example, I was in my office in Glasgow. I had to go in uh, to the office. And I thought, what will I take with me? Will I take in the PC or will I take in the Mac? And I decided to take the Mac. And the biggest issue, if I'm honest, is voiceover. I'm just not that up with voiceover as I am with Windows and Jaws. Mm Mm-hmm. But I thought, right, I've just got to, I've got to just suck this up. I've got to just do it. I've got to it, lean into this a bit more. So I did, and the results were good. I had a brilliant experience. Bear in mind, so this is my setup. I've got my MacBook Air, I've got my iPhone, and I've got my AirPods, and that was all I needed. That was all I needed for that trip. And the the thing that mm-hmm. gets me about this every time, especially now with M1 on the MacBook, is the battery life. I didn't think about battery at all. Yeah. You know, I just got on with it. And I will say, the AirPods, they lasted brilliantly as well. I was quite surprised. Although what I do is I, I, a lot of people do this. If you're like us, if you're using voiceover or you're using constant audio, obviously, that's going to drain the battery. So use one AirPod at a time. You know, take yeah. one AirPod out, one AirPod in, and then you can charge the other one up while you're going. Uh, just make sure that your your case is charged before you leave. Um but that's, well, that's the
2: thing, though, because it takes, what, five minutes. You can get something like an hour or more. I don't know the exact numbers, but yeah. you know, a really short charge can get you a lot of use time when it comes to AirPods. So it's not really an issue, is it?
1: No, it's not. No, it's not. I've got to say, I love that machine. Um, JAWS I'm leaning into a bit more. Starting to learn more of those commands, I mean, some of them are really weird. Like, for example, in the, in the Finder, one of the things that really kind of freaks me out is is how weird it is to move around the finder it's never been the easiest you know no, thing to get it. around yep. but there are keyboard shortcuts to help you move around and I remember once we were talking to our friend Garth remember and we were talking about it and he was like we were on a different podcast and we were discussing this I, think, I don't remember, think that podcast ever made it anywhere because there was so much shouting <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably. Because he kept saying to me, come on, you, you can do this. And I'm like, no, I can't. Don't be a, don't be an idiot. This is terrible. It's completely inaccessible. It's useless. And he was saying, no, it's not. And I'm just, But that all stuck in my mind. Well, there are ways to move around this machine with commands. And I think that's the difference. I think that's the big difference between Windows and Mac for me, is that Windows you can get around mostly with tab and arrows. And you can kind of figure your way around it. On a Mac, you really do need to learn those commands. Uh, it makes a huge difference, but I would
2: argue it makes a huge difference in Windows as well. Because, oh, yeah. Because, you know, on the Mac, you can tab around, which will jump you through and interact automatically, so you can do it that way. I think also the Mac is really customizable when it comes to voiceover, and sometimes that can lead to issues because, you know, let's say you want to use the track commander instead of the standard default. You turn on track commander and just use your trackpad to swipe around and
1: interact which makes it more like an iphone exactly
2: right it's sort but then you know it's it's totally different way of using it than using the standard uh voiceover exactly there's too
1: many different ways to do it yeah even within its own system
2: that gets confusing but there's I, i i think you're right i'm not a power user of screen readers i i'm I'm noticing now that when I'm saying, "Oh, I can't do this because I'm using a screen reader," someone will come back and say, "Well, just you know, this keyboard command will solve your problem," and it's amazing how many. I've been using it for years and I still don't know a lot of these commands and when you talk to someone who is a power user especially on the Mac you think wow that's amazing that would save me so much time and actually it can achieve what I wanted to do and you just didn't know about
1: it and I've got to say a big shout out to Apple the website that is such a great resource absolutely
2: yeah yeah fantastic job they do there
1: and you there's all kinds of stuff on there but you need to go on and search I was looking for info about creating little scripts because there's a script in there, for example, that you can use to tell the time, but it tells you the date first. And I was like, well, can't you just turn that off? Can't you just get the time? You can go in and edit the script, but, you know, Apple Viz has a whole resource on that. You know, so it's great. Anyway, looks lots more to talk about. And actually, I want to talk about JAWS because there's a great new feature in there, which some people will enjoy. I we'll get into that next here on Double Tap Canada.
0: This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1 844 971 1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show, honest. Yeah, well,
1: excuse me, we did actually start talking about tech, you know, it's just some random. Yeah, i <laughs> argue with her voiceover. do not you doing that? I'm so sorry, Anna. Uh, okay, let's. Um, <laughs> she isn't even here to defend herself, right? <laughs> Even she records her. She just phones it in. She's like, I'm not sticking around for this. <laughs> um, yeah, this JAWS feature I wanted to tell you about is called Split Audio. Now, this is something which I've got to say, I am so pleased finally exists. Uh, what JAWS has done is they've, and I don't know how they've done it, to be perfectly frank. Uh, in JAWS 2022, the latest version that is just out, you can go and download it now, even though it says 2022, the version is now available. Uh, if you have a license for Jaws, you can just go and download it. You can upgrade. In fact, it may even be telling you now you can go and download it. And if you've got yep. Windows 11, that experience is going to be really good. Um, and if you are not thinking still about... Because I was. I was still kind of thinking, should I upgrade? Should I? I decided to make the leap into Windows 11, as you've done. I have. It's, it's okay. I mean, I, I, it's not, I'm not really noticing anything different bar a couple of things in their own place. Or at least it feels like their own place. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, it's absolutely fine. I... I, I, ham,
2: uh, I am, I uh, am experiencing some slowdown when uh, with NVDA. Oh, really? I haven't tried it with Jules yet, but it doesn't happen. It just seems to build up. Um, if I've got a lot of um, you know Audacity um, open, then it can slow down. Uh, but you know, it's fine. There's no real major bugs. But then again, there's no real reason to update. There's. I barely mm. notice a difference. Barely notice a difference.
1: That's a fair point, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think the only thing I would say is if you are going to upgrade your screen reader to, say, JAWS 22, then you probably want to get, you know, the latest operating system because that's kind of what it's being built around. It's not exclusively, <laughs> but it is being built around that. And obviously, you know, everything's this is the problem, I guess, with screen readers, isn't it? That you kind of need to be on the same track as everything else because um, they are two parallel lines. And you kind of need yeah. to make sure that, I mean, 22 is going to work fine on on Windows 10, right? 10, yeah. That's fine. But if you want to get the best out of it, then upgrade, right? I mean, it's as simple as that. But this this split audio feature I just want to mention, um, so basically now what you can do is using this layered command that they have, these, these layered uh, keystrokes that now exist in JAWS and have been there for a while, you can actually go in now and you can balance out the audio. So you could have JAWS speak on the left ear, and you could have, say, your Teams calls or your Zoom calls on your right ear. So you can actually split it down the middle. And you can have it any way you want. You could have JAWS on the right or JAWS on the left and vice versa. Um, And I I just think that's so cool. It's it's such a different? and, And the amount of times I've been on Teams calls and I've wanted to check my emails or write some notes as I go along, I just find I'm always missing, because as sure as fate, as soon as I start typing something, that's when someone asks you a question.
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely. But it, it's funny what a difference it makes just moving the audio, because it makes it so much easier to concentrate on one thing and not the other. When it's all mixed together... I find I can't really hear anything, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. But when you move the audio around, and as you said, how Jaws are doing this is really clever, because you could do this. You would need a separate, you know, audio interface, a separate sound card, two sound cards, and route the synth to one of them, and uh, yeah, maybe even two headsets. Um, but Jaws just make it so easy with this latest update it is a case of just I think it's something in space and then pressing B and then just left or right arrow I mean it's well
1: I'll it's tell crazy. you how to do it properly because that's nonsense um, so in certain <laughs> space bar so this brings up this this uh, this layer that you can now get into so in certain space bar you get that little boom, boom. I'm obviously now going to do sound Thank effects you. like the guy from <laughs> police Academy um, you
2: explained but, it so much better with the sound effects. Yeah, it does go help, on. doesn't it? It just it
1: just kind of in it your does. head. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay, I get that, yeah. Uh, but you do the, the the insert and then space bar, and boom, and then that essentially opens up that layer for you. You can then um, press V to activate the volume layer, and. Uh, I think at that point you press B. It doesn't say that here in these notes, but I think you do then have to press B for balance. Yeah. Uh, and then at that point, you can press the left arrow to route JAWS to the left. And then the audio from all the other applications goes to the right or right to put JAWS to the right. And then every other piece of audio goes to the left. Uh, and then you can, and, and although it says this, interesting, these instructions I'm reading here, uh, I know myself, these are actually wrong. This is not from Microsoft. This is somewhere I've just pulled up, but you would uh, press insert space bar. You have to go back in again. You'd have to do insert space, V for volume, B for balance, and then press the up arrow to center everything again. Yeah, and then to it all to back. what it was, yeah. yeah. You can also use the voice assistant if you want. You can say sound left or sound right, um, but you've got to make sure your microphone isn't muted for that to work, obviously. Um, oh, well,
2: that's even easier. That's
1: great. Yeah, well, it is. and, and In fact, I, I don't think a lot of people realize that. Um, it also is quite handy, I think, as well, to know what left and right. Is sometimes you don't know what way your headphones are meant to be on, so sometimes it could help oh, you. That's you, true. Yeah. You know, then you know. Uh, it says that once you've split the audio, it will remain in effect until you restart JAWS or you use the command to restore audio balance. So if you get stuck, just turn JAWS off and on again. And then it'll yeah. work. So that's that's pretty cool. As you
2: do with any form of <laughs> tech, Anything turn it off at all, like, yeah. And it'll sort itself out. Yeah, now this is a great feature. I'd be interested if anyone knows, does NVDA have anything similar to this or Narrator? I haven't looked into it. But um, yeah, it's something I can see myself definitely using.
1: That seems like something Narrator should definitely have. I mean, the, the Mac doesn't have it either on VoiceOver, but you can do it on iPhone. But my understanding from memory with this, because I did play with it before, You can move voiceover to an ear, left ear or right ear, but the system audio remains on both. Ah, right. Yeah, I think you're right. it doesn't really solve anything. It just gives you the voice in one ear. And in some ways that can be, I don't know, that can even be worse because you're still trying to fight with it. You know, you really want to, I think the way JAWS has done this, the way Freedom Scientific has done it is perfect. Yeah. Uh, And it's so simple to be able to just move around the audio where you want it, And like, you know, you may not want that all the time. You may just want it on a, and maybe that's the thing, maybe down the line, you could have it set so that it only activates when a Teams call comes on. That would be cool. But then with the voice assistant, if you can just say sound left, then, or sound right, you know, that's it. You can just- you know use it there well
2: and that's the thing though isn't it because when voice assistant first come out old sharky we was you know, what's the point in this you know it's yeah sort of, it's almost right. slower than doing it but actually when it comes to a, a feature like this where you may want to change it frequently you know if a call comes in like you said then yeah this is a perfect use for that voice assistant and again this is sort of why I, look i've been critical of Jules and their business um, structure before when it comes to you know Uh, this screen reader but this is exactly the point uh, when people say you know well Jules is more powerful and the reason why it's um, it it does so much research and development in these extra features because this is a a feature that I wouldn't have thought about before this and when you when it's actually here in front you think wow, this is really good, really
1: useful. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Okay, let's talk about some of the other tech news of the day because uh, there's plenty of it. Two big stories this week, really. One around Intel announcing their new 12th gen chips. It looks like they're coming after M1, or at least that's the, uh, the suggestion by some commentators. And also Microsoft have announced a new Surface Laptop. S-E. Uh, mm. is, it, is, is it the blind edition? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think this is a student edition in this case. We're going to talk more about that now with René Richie, a famous YouTuber, of course, huge Mac fan, so always welcome on this show, uh, a friend of the show, no doubt. Uh, René, I caught up with earlier this week, and I asked him uh, what his thoughts were first on the Intel announcement. And in fact, were these 12th gen chips coming after the Mac M1?
3: I think Alder Lake is really centered on AMD at this point. They were, Intel is not in a good place right now. They might come back really strong. I hope they do because competition is good for everyone, but they've been suffering from years of roadmap delays. They haven't been able to get their process shrink down the way that Taiwan Semiconductor has. And Taiwan Semiconductor is who fabricates Apple chips and AMD chips and Intel famously does their own chips, but they've really, really struggled to go from 14 nanometers to 10 nanometers. And now they're sort of fuzzing the lines on what that, that even means. But I think uh, Alder Lake's entire purpose was what I like to call um, benchmark LARPing, where you know you have just a bunch of people who download a bunch of apps and press a button and get a number. And they were willing to do anything to get a higher number than AMD. And that turned out to be goosing the voltage. So where you have something like M1 Pro and M1 Max CPUs, which top out at just under 30 Watts, you can, Alder Lake starts at like hundred Watts goes to 200 watts and overclocks at like 330 watts, which is a completely different stratosphere when it comes to computing. And that is a desktop part, not a laptop part like like Apple does, but that constrains even what you can do with a desktop. Like I was watching some videos where people can't air cool them even in mini towers, they have to water cool them. And people think that, you know, efficiency is only about battery life, but it also defines not just the environmental concerns over the computer, but also what sort of chassis you can put it in. And when you think about a world where Apple never switched to Apple Silicon and they were still on Intel, there's no way that thing would go in an iMac. It would just be impossible, to quote The Simpsons.
1: That's very interesting, yeah, to, to think about that perspective. A world without M1, there's a horrible thought. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Microsoft. They've just announced the, uh, laptop, uh, the Surface Laptop SE uh, Student Edition. So what's... What's the purpose here? I mean, okay, yes, it's clear what it is, right? It's an education laptop. It's clearly going up against the Chromebook. Um, this this actually sounds like it's got some legs compared to the Chromebook, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think what Microsoft is doing is really interesting, but they're sort of uh, caught between a rock and a hard place, very similar to Google with the Pixel, in that they have a huge OEM, original equipment manufacturer ecosystem. They have a bunch of vendors who license their software and make versions of those computers, and what they're really trying to do is show those vendors how to make bigger, better computers because they haven't always been that inspired uh, to do so. And they're trying to do it in a very Apple way, like with a more integrated model, but they can't come out and say, you know, we're comp- like, don't buy a Dell, buy a Surface instead. Don't buy uh, Samsung, buy a Pixel instead. That would just destroy their partnerships. So instead they really like to market against Apple, which is a very different type of product uh, and moving from Mac OS to Windows or vice versa, or moving from iOS to Android or vice versa, is completely non-trivial. so it's 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 not a really very realistic way of positioning their products. but I think it's sort of what they're forced to do. But I think Microsoft is feeling a huge amount of pressure from Google, especially with the Chromebooks, especially with education, locking students in early. It's you know it's the Microsoft model, uh, and Google is currently running it better. So I think anything Microsoft can do to be more competitive there, is ultimately good for consumers.
1: Did you think, as I did actually, when I heard the announcement, oh good, the netbook is back.
3: Yeah, I mean, the, the thing about the netbook <laughs> is that it, it it was fully compromised. Like they had tiny little keyboards that were hard to use. They had very poor displays, very poor construction. Like they were very flimsy. So hopefully we're, we're getting everything good about small laptops without all the compromises that made them terrible small laptops.
4: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Renee Ritchie talking to me earlier, and you can hear more from Renee on an upcoming Double Tap TV show. I'll give you more details on that uh, once we have the air date for it. Um, great to have Renee on. Lots more to talk about. We're going to be talking gaming soon, Sean, and it's one of your favorite topics. You can't beat gaming. Now I'm not talking Dice World, okay? I'm talking serious oh. gaming.
2: The Blurred Nerd on Dice World, if anyone wants to give me a game.
1: I'm there. So boring.
0: (laughs) Stick around. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. We're
1: going to get into uh, gaming shortly. We're going to be talking with uh, Courtney Craven from caniplaythat.com. They're joining us to uh, have a uh, just a bit of a quick chat about the accessibility in this game, which it seems everybody's talking about this week on Twitter, Sean.
2: Yeah, it's a lot like when the, um, what was it called, The Last of Us 2 was released. And, you know, accessibility was absolutely amazing in that game. And this one as well seems to be, I I mean, it just seems like we're moving in the the right direction. I'm amazed by this one.
1: Can I just tell you, uh, so, you know, last week I mentioned I got the Apple Watch Series 7. Yeah, did I mention this last week? I don't know if you know, if I did. Uh, but I got well, you the. to me, watch. but you always do. I know. I, I don't know. Do we, we talk so much. I, I can't tell <laughs> what the show is and what the conversation is anymore. What's real
2: life? I have no idea. We well, should
1: just broadcast this twenty four seven. You know, it's just <laughs> you and I talking twenty four seven. But yeah, the, the uh, this watch I was sort of toying with. Do I want to open it? Do I, should I just take it back? Do I need this watch? You know, the Series Five I've got here is absolutely fine. Maybe this was just a stupid impulse buy. I'll send it back. I'll send it back. No, maybe I should yeah. open it. Maybe I'll send it back. Oh. And this is my much mind. what
2: I was saying. Why did you buy it? What is exactly. the point
1: of it? Yeah. So uh, I decided to open it because I thought, right, let's see what this thing has got. Uh, because obviously the bigger screen I didn't think much of, to be honest. So I thought, who cares, right? Oh, my God, it's amazing. Oh, come on. I'm what? so
2: impressed. I like the fact that you say I decided to open it. I mean who else would say that I decided I didn't just throw it in a drawer or send it back I I actually
1: opened the box up and took a look at it well done you I decided to open the box of the thing that I bought <laughs> And I didn't buy it drunk that was the phone not the not the watch this was an intentional purchase Right so it does seem like the big the big feature
2: of the latest Apple what uh yeah Apple Watch is just the bigger screen right I mean that's what they kept going on about and when we say bigger screen we're not talking you know 4-inch screen here. It's We're talking millimeters oh, yes, bigger tiny, tiny than difference. the other one. So what is it? What's wowed you about this?
1: Well, OK, a couple of things. One, the screen size, although it's very minimal in terms of, of size, and it is, as you say, millimeters, it does seem to have enough of a, of a footprint to be able to get that text size just a little bit bigger. Now, for you and I, this is probably, it is for me, certainly, and I know for you it would be pointless. There's nothing yep. beneficial about this but I think there are some people out there who maybe would have thought about buying the, the Apple Watch but thinking it's just maybe too small to see and the text size especially from Series 1 right up to Series 6 just it, the large text was just not an option you know and and for obvious reasons it's a tiny screen how you know if you make the text too big it's yeah. unusable so well there's
2: also magnification on there as well isn't there on the there Apple is yeah,
1: the zoom on there yeah
2: yeah which so, I, don't... I mean...
1: Sounds awful, if I'm honest. But yeah, if you want to use it, then fine. Uh, But again, um, the bigger screen does help with that because you do get... And I say bigger screen. As I say, it sounds like nothing. But when you compare the two, when you actually put them side by side, they are pretty impressive. Uh, The the new one, the CD7, is pretty impressive in terms of size. The text size goes up to what I would probably say, what would I say, 16 point? Maybe maybe 16 point, I think. I mean, maybe that's being overly fair, I don't know. But, you know, just, just kind of around that line. So too too low for me, too low for you. But there would be some people out there who I think would benefit from that. Um, now, there are obviously some OS changes as well. There's some things you can do now where, where you can change the, the app layout to a grid rather than all those little icons, which, again, visually does make it easier. Um, it doesn't make much difference when it comes to voiceover, I guess. Um, but, you know, it just, I think it, you know, there's, there's just some nice little OS tweaks. The speaker on this thing, is much better. Uh, I used to have my uh, watch probably run about 80% volume, especially when I was outside, and in some cases outside in a big city. I couldn't hear it at all. I and always that was have
2: really it 100%. Routine. I don't know how you can manage with it, especially outside, like you say, when you're walking down the pavement or sidewalk, I believe some people
1: say. Oh, yes. Um,
2: Amongst the traffic.
1: Hello, Canada. Don't walk amongst the traffic. Bad idea. That's really bad.
2: Okay. Next to the traffic. You can't hear anything. It's got to be 100%, surely. Well,
1: it does outside, yeah. And I remember being in in, uh, Toronto, going into the Eaton Centre. See, like my little local. Oh, well uh, done. uh, Eaton Centre is where I got my MacBook, incidentally. Um, Yeah. All right. Microsoft Store was in there. It's funny because the Microsoft store was just like not, it was not far away from it. So I was kind of between the two for about four hours. You know, just like, well, like in. What do I want to buy? Life. Yeah, exactly. My life was in that exact moment, just back like and forth. back and forward. And eventually the guy was just like, right, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm just going to buy a Mac. Goodbye. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 you know, any big city like that, you cannot hear yourself think, never mind anything else. And trying to hear these devices, it's, it's very, very quiet. But this speaker they've put in here, Um, It just, I mean, I wouldn't say this is the kind of speaker you'd want to sit and listen to huge amounts of content from. But if you were to listen to content from it, it's a good quality speaker. It's a much better speaker than used to be in the previous versions. And the volume goes right up. I mean, put it this way. When I was in the city the other day, I had it at 80% and I could hear it fine.
2: Okay, I'll give you that. And that gives you some headroom, you know. Yeah, but I would say there was, you know, the speaker and the microphone on all the Apple watches have been really, really good. Um, I, you know, cause I do use it every now and again for accepting calls and um, I, yeah, I think it works really well. So again, it's a bit like the screen, you know, it's such a, a, a minimal update. You think, well, how can that possibly make a difference? But It is one of the first things you said to me was, it sounds really good. So there must be something there.
1: Noticeably different. Um, Responsiveness, I mean, it does feel like there's a bit more power behind it. And it's weird because I've gone from a Series 5, which seemed pretty responsive to me. Um, It does seem to be even more responsive. I think the software is the driver here. So, you know, I, I haven't done this yet, but if I were to put them side by side, I'd probably find that the Series 5 and the 7 behave very similarly. Um, because the software has improved. Yes, um, I so think you're right. I mean, yeah. and one one big difference which I love now is that you can change the voice. Um, in the UK, it's interesting because you can't have the city voice on if you're in the UK. This seems to be a new thing. Um, you can't have the city voice as your voiceover voice, I should say. Um, however, you can change the uh, the, the language. Spoken by the device, uh, by city in particular, to say US English. And then you can enable the city voice on the watch to be your voiceover voice. But then you can also choose between the four city voices, which is cool. And they will download and be available fairly instantly. Uh, whereas right. before, it used to be this mishmash of, you know, waiting on a Wednesday. Uh, maybe, you know, a guy with a hat would turn up at your house, <laughs> it had to be, you know, the hat had to be painting east, pointing east. Um, you know all that kind of nonsense you know and it was ridiculous work. i never got that
2: to work well sort of i think i got it to work once and then there was an update and it went away and i never got it to turn on again it either constantly says downloading or yeah. maybe not available in your country when it was working before I, I i just don't understand it now are you saying that's because of the the, the latest apple watch that it's working or is that no. a software thing i think that's a I software haven't checked thing it. Yeah, that's I a haven't software checked thing lately
1: i can't i mean put it this way, it's, it, it's obviously controlled through the watch app on the iPhone as well. So yep. it can't be anything to do with the hardware. Um, so this is something that should be available. You know, Try it out. Let us know. You try it as well. I am. I'm going to check that out after. Yeah. Because it should make a big difference. I mean, just be able to change the voice to whatever one you want. It's those four US city voices, the new ones they brought out.
2: Yeah. No, they're cool. Yeah. They're, they are good. So what about typing? Because also, uh, uniquely to this latest, the Series 7 is onboard keyboard, isn't it?
1: Onboard keyboard as well, and we did sort this out. Say. Yeah, I haven't used it a lot. I tend to use dictation if I'm honest, but you know, I do like the fact it's there. I thought this was going to be very fiddly. Um, I need to play with it a bit more, but certainly split tap works, which is brilliant. So you can hold down, say, the letter G, and then use the other finger to tap on the screen. Again, that bigger screen helps with that because you've got a bit more room. Yes, um, although. You know, L can be difficult because, you know, my, i know, (laughs) cast a bit off. (laughs) "Ah!" Try to play a game of twister with your fingers. Yeah, Um, and you need to
2: double tap. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, you know, there's all that going on. But it it does seem to be uh, doable, which is cool. I love it, and I don't know yet. I haven't found this setting. I haven't looked for it yet, but I will. Um, Is there a a direct touch typing option like there is with the iPhone? Because one thing I love to do is just type. Um, and then let the phone either figure it out. I'm actually not too bad on the touchscreen. You have always been impressed by the fact that I can type on a touchscreen without the screen being turned on. Uh, Um, Yeah,
2: the direct touch thing, I I don't know how anyone uses it. I don't understand how you can do it. It's, It's magic to me. Touch typing, absolutely fine. But that direct touch, it's just like voiceover isn't on. I don't know how you do it. Because I'm amazing, that's why. Of course, yeah, DIY, plunging, typing. You've got it all.
1: Yeah, there's my <laughs> Tinder profile right there. Um, OK, so uh, yeah, series 7, I would certainly say it's a great upgrade. Um, and you know, if you get a chance to go into a store, try it out. I think you'll find if you've got, like me, I have the FFS problem, the fat Uh-oh. finger syndrome, just Ooh. to clarify. Um, Thank you. <laughs> that, I was worried. That does make a difference. If you've got big hands. <laughs> this is such a bizarre <laughs> review, right? I mean, if you've got big hands, you're going to love this watch.
2: It's true, though. You know, it is such a small area, such a small surface for make. You know, we use gestures all the time, so it, it is important. Um, yeah, I'm, and I'm blood really oxygen—that but... was
1: the other one I got, which I, I forgot oh, about I don't want being to know. an option. Well, yeah, I, I was impressed at how accurate that was because I used an oximeter as well at the same time, just to see if it was giving me the Ooh. same info. Uh, it was just one of those ones you get like off Amazon for like whatever, a couple of dollars, $20 or something. And it was actually pretty, I mean, it was bang on. And um, I was quite impressed. And I love the fact that it's got that. I, I forgot about that feature, to be honest, because I have got the five that didn't have that option. The six is where that feature came in. Yeah. Um. So I kind of forgot about that. So again, another great feature. The health benefits are there. Yeah. Um, I do. I really like this watch, and I love the speaker on it because that was the one thing that was always irritating me slightly. Was I just couldn't quite hear it? I don't know if I've got an issue with low, uh, or or what it would be high pitched sounds. Pitch, maybe it's yeah. that, but I don't know. Maybe there's an issue there, maybe age or whatever. But I just I find it really hard to hear anything that's just a bit too high pitched, which is sometimes why I use <laughs> a male voice rather than a female voice as my voiceover because I need that lower range. Um, no, that's right. It's an age
2: thing. As you get older, you lose those higher
1: ranges. But there is more base in this watch. Now, not a huge amount, but there's enough to compensate for that loss that you would have got from previous generations. And what's interesting is with the AirPods now as well, uh, these AirPods 3, which I think are, are the best AirPods 3, uh, the best AirPods in this lineup, um I think the sound quality is great. Off those, the bass is so much better, much more comfortable. And I will say as well, just after using them for a week straight with voiceover, especially, I'm forgetting they're in. I'm forgetting yeah, they're in my ear. Yeah, that's what
2: you want. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the sign of something working really well when you forget it's there. Yeah. So you're going to keep this one then? It's not going back.
1: This one's staying. Series 5's oh, going uh, back. Trade in time. <laughs> uh, right, let's talk about Forza 5 because Forza 5 is, is, Forza Horizon 5, I think, is the official name of the game uh, from Xbox. This is a driving game and it seems to be very popular. Lots of blind people I saw tweeting about it. Um, and I thought, let's, let's find out a bit more about what the accessibility features are in this. So I got a chance to speak this week to Courtney Craven the uh, founder of caniplaythat.com, a brilliant website where if you're wondering if a game is accessible for you, uh, whatever your disability, then this website can give you that information. Uh, So caniplaythat.com is the website. Courtney Craven is the founder. And I got the chance to talk to them to talk about uh, the accessibility features specifically for everybody in Forza Horizon 5.
4: There's a couple features that would make it a bit more accessible for a totally blind player. There's a game speed for when you're playing offline and you're racing what the game calls avatars which are AI representations of your Xbox friends. So you can slow it down and have more time to react to things. And then there's various features that are kind of under the hood in the settings menu that you can tweak. Braking assistance, so if you're coming up to a curve, it'll help brake for you instead of you needing to know and for low vision players, there is a driving line that changes color that's that's pretty big and right in your line of sight. And then there's also, I believe there's steering assistance that you can totally rely on computer assisted steering in the game. So you can, you know, you can punch it and, and go 300 miles an hour. And then when you come up to a curve, you'll have that assistance to successfully get around the curve.
1: And what's been the response to your website, to caniplaythat.com, what were people saying to you? Are you hearing from other people trying this out or or hearing about the news and thinking, hey, I've got to try this?
4: Yeah, you know, people have been really, really excited to to see that it's an accessible racing game. And um, yeah, we've we've benefited from some uh, retweets of our review from some executives at Microsoft. So that's been nice. But yeah, the, the site, Can I Play That, just continues to grow, which to me speaks to how important it is not just that that there's news and coverage of game accessibility but that game accessibility is just a concept you know for a long time people might have believed that "Ah, it's just disabled people not being able to play a game who cares but you know you see more and more people especially people that are not disabled learning about accessibility for the first time and it's it's so exciting to see that that spark like oh i never even considered this but hey i benefit from these features too you know like in The Last of Us 2, there was that high contrast mode and I read that a lot of non-disabled people were relying on that to complete the game with collectibles. So it's it's interesting to see how people use various accessibility settings if they don't consider themselves disabled. And I think the more we see that, the more conversations we're going to be having about accessibility and disability in gaming. <laughs>
1: Fantastic, uh, the wonderful Courtney Craven talking to me there. Uh, we've got lots more to come on Double Tap Canada.
4: This is Double
0: Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now back to the show.
1: Yeah. I love that one. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I just I, I love that music. I have no idea what that music is. I'm hopeless with music. I like country music, no, you no, see, no. which means I officially hate music. Um,
2: yes, of course. Liking country music is not liking music.
1: Well done, you. Uh, although if you do play it backwards, you get a happy ending. Hey! hey. hey. Oh, <laughs> well, country music joke in there as well. It's a tech show, honest. <laughs> uh, Rebecca writes in this week, uh, how do you use Windows Remote Desktop as a screen reader user? And how is this different from Windows 365? Um, that's a great question, actually. Uh we never really got around to playing with Windows 365, did we? Because it never worked for us in the end.
2: No, no, that's right. Well, you couldn't get it to work. I believe Mark got it to work for a little bit, and I haven't tried it, so I don't know. But where it's different is that Windows 365 is a sort of computer in the cloud where you log in. Uh, there's no physical computer on you know your side or anything. It's not a network of computers. It's actually just a service like Dropbox or Netflix or anything like that. So using any web browser, you can log into Windows 365 and basically log into a Windows PC in the cloud and run whatever software you want from there. Um, but it's only for businesses at the moment, so it's nothing that we could access with, a, you know, as a, a, on a consumer level,
1: but in terms of using it as a screen reader user, because remote desktop, whether you're on a Mac or on a PC, it kind of takes over your screen, right? Because it's the app takes over, you get focus on the on the app. You just continue to use that machine you're connected to, as if you're in front of it, with the same yeah, commands, absolutely. with the same keyboard commands. I mean, I don't know if there are issues. I haven't ever used, if I'm honest, I've never used Windows remote desktop uh, on a PC to another PC. I've used it from a Mac to a PC, which works really well because the commands don't conflict. I've often thought, how does that work? Does it conflict if you're going between the two?
2: Uh, Blimey, now you're talking. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, the difference uh, as well, we should go back and say remote desktop client um, is where you're controlling another pc from your pc in front of you that's that's the difference between that and windows 365 it's it's the ability to control physical pcs in your house or anywhere actually on your network um but yeah i, I used it from my laptop in the house i could remote into my mac which was running windows in the shed here <laughs> uh, so it's How confusing, confusing is it yeah exactly but you know, from a screen reader point of view, it made absolutely no difference because it's so responsive that when I would do a keyboard command, you know, Windows E to bring up File Explorer, for example, mm-hmm. it was so instantaneous. And because the screen reader was running on the computer I was controlling, the audio gets sent back to the computer I'm currently on. And it's so quick and so responsive that it was just like I was using that computer right in front of me. Um, It's really impressive how it works. And because the audio is being sent back, and that's the key, because there is something in Windows built in called Quick Connect, uh, which allows you to quickly connect, it's a good name, quickly connect to someone's computer to help them out or whatever. But there's no audio back and forth. So for a screen reader user, it's no good because you can't hear the screen reader running on the remote machine. But with remote desktop client, it works really, really well. I, I was so surprised when I tried it out. I think it was you, Stephen, that actually said, give it a go. It works really well because I have tried these in the past and there was always a lag. And it, it gets annoying. As screen reader users, you know, you'll know, you know that it gets annoying if there's any sort of lag. Uh, but with this remote de- desktop client from Microsoft, absolutely fantastic.
1: I, I wish they would fix the Quick Assist to get audio because the, the whole process of Quick Assist is so accessible. You can easily connect oh. to the computer, but you just can't use it.
2: No, absolutely right. I mean, it's the perfect thing. You know, I'm sure, like me, you get your your mum or dad ringing you up or whatever family member ringing you up and saying, "Oh, I can't figure this out," and you know exactly what the problem is, and it's a quick fix if you could just jump on there. And Quick Connect is easy. You just start it up. It gives you a number. They type in the number, and bang, you're in. But if you're a screen reader user, obviously you can't hear anything. So, I mean, you could just go into their computer, turn on Narrator. They don't have to have the screen reader, you know, NVDA or Jules build, um, installed on there. It's so easy to remote into a computer and turn on Narrator and then hear what it's saying. But with Quick Connect, they haven't enabled audio, which is a real shame.
1: Uh, Rebecca goes on and says, I appreciate your support for my dream of a QWERTY keyboard with Windows OS on it, but I'm not Mm -hmm. considering the touch bar. Remember, Apple just got rid of it in their new M1 Mac Pros. I'm picturing a tiny display with text. I want my function keys. Fair enough. Yeah, (laughs) no, I don't agree with that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Although a tiny screen with text, I mean, you know, how useful is that? Well, I think We're you so-
1: need something, don't you? I mean, it's not that we need it necessarily, but you know, if you do sometimes. If you need Ira or be my eyes to have a look at something, you know, th- this has always been the problem for turning. I mean, it's it's fine on a laptop because you can turn the screen off and then turn it on as needed. Um, but I, I don't know. Oh, actually, and I want to mention this as well. I don't know if anyone else has had this problem. A little shout out for people here. Uh, if anyone's tried to use Screen Shade, the equivalent of Screen Curtain, well, Screen Curtain or um, whatever you would call it on any other system, I guess. Um, turning the screen off. Turning the screen off. But I don't mean physically turning it off. I mean sort of using the software to turn it off. Yeah. Uh, on a, a Mac now, it seems, if you've got a display connected that's 4K, it doesn't turn it off. It only turns off a quarter of the screen. It only seems to work on 1920 by 1080. <laughs> so it actually only cuts off that portion of the screen. So put all your
2: sensitive content in that corner of the screen.
1: (laughs) Move everything down there and it'll be absolutely fine. Uh, Sean, great to have you on as always. Thank you so much for being with me. Uh, Don't forget that you can keep up with the show uh, on Twitter. We are available at Double Tap Canada. Uh, We uh, share news and stories. A lot of the stories we don't get a chance to talk about here. uh, We uh, feed up on uh, Double Tap Canada on Twitter. You can, of course, keep in touch by emailing us feedback at ami.ca. More details on how to contact us coming up shortly. Uh, Mark Afalalalalo will hopefully be back with us next week. Sean Priest back with us as well. Uh, Lots more to discuss. Keep your feedback coming. We'll catch you again next time. Thanks, Sean.